the Pali Voice, I'm Emily Yoon. I'm Daniel Garipas Holland. And I'm Arohi Bhattacharya. And this is Voice Asks Pali. Today, we sit down with three members of the Festival and Magicals Choir, as well as conductor Michael Nahar, to talk about how the Palo Alto High School Choir has been adapting to the virtual environment. First, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Gabby Wilkison. I am a senior, and I am in Festival Choir and Madrigals Choir, Chorus, whatever it's called. Hi, my name is Edie Golub. I'm also a senior, and I am in Festival Choir and Madrigals. Hello, I'm Veronica. I'm in Festival Choir and Madrigals, and also um, Heartbeats Acapella. I think we can all agree that calling this the new normal feels weird because it's such an unprecedented experience. Every class and every individual has been encountering new challenges and adjusting in their own unique ways. What kind of challenges have you guys encountered during the first semester and how do you go about adjusting and overcoming those challenges, either in choir or personally? Well, definitely for choir, there were a lot of adjustments to go through because all of our recordings became virtual. They became recordings instead of us singing together. So a big thing was figuring out, okay, how are we going to record? How are we going to put everything together? and how are we going to get everything to sound good. For the advanced vocal students, we got like our own fancy condenser mics and that has increased the quality of our recordings by a lot. And we've also talked about a lot of the audio like music production in in class and how if you are singing too loudly or like you have the gain turned too high, you can be clipping which is this like distortion, especially with high notes. And we've maneuvered around that with our audio quality. Yeah, I can only imagine how great of a learning curve it was to maintain the audio quality. In addition to having to change the technical parts of choir, how has virtual learning changed the way you guys collaborate with each other? You know, whether it's communication from student to teacher or student to student? Well, it's a lot harder. Um, what, what, Where student-to-student communication is concerned, a lot of times it just ends up being there is no communication and one person will do the assignment and then everyone else will either listen to theirs and go off of that or just turn it in late, which is often what happens. Uh, But as far as student-to-teacher communication, I feel like that part's gotten actually quite a bit better because A lot of people have very bad social anxiety and it's a lot easier when you're not actually face to face. I think that it's very interesting how student-teacher interactions have improved. And turning it over to Mr. Nahar, how has your teaching style with both choir as well as audio production changed as a result of distance learning? And which class had a harder time with the change? The first thing is both my colleague and I, uh, Ms. Kirby, were luckily primed for this type of learning, we actually had a fairly smooth transition and we could um, kind of attack it uh, as best we could. Um, A good example is that it about three weeks after the start of the pandemic in March or when we uh, had to uh, leave school, we were already doing recordings and putting them up online. And our first recording got almost 2000 views on YouTube, which is remarkable for a high school choir that had never done that thing before. So we were able to pretty quickly transition in that regard. People ask me a lot what it's like to teach music. We, 
I think for a long time we've thought of ourselves as um, not just directors or performers, but we are there to shepherd them into whatever uh, challenges may exist. That's why we started audio music production before the pandemic. That's why we've been doing this kind of digital audio stuff. Um, that all being said, for lack of a better academic word, it sucks. And we all want to be together. Choir is about being together. It's the reason why we love choir. It's the reason why I started singing in choir. It's the reason why I teach it, because there's something incredibly beautiful about getting a group of 60, 70, 80, 100 people together to do one beautiful thing. And um, But I still won't let uh, the pandemic get in that way. I thought it was notable that in an interview with the Pali Voice in November, one of the choir students said, quote, there's a lot of different challenges, but there's actually a lot of things that are easier. What, if any, aspects of choir do you find easier now compared to during in-person learning? I think I would in a way. Definitely some, th some elements of our singing have gotten a lot easier just like keeping to a rhythm because we have a pre-recorded track with a professional singer along with the accompaniment in our ear while we're recording. For me, at least, it's gotten way harder. I personally have pretty good what's called relative pitch, meaning that I get my pitch based off, so I'm an alto, I get my pitch oftentimes based off what like the tenors, sopranos, and basses are singing. And now that I don't have that, I have to rely on my own pitched placement, which has gotten really hard. Blending is also really hard, but that can all be done electronically. And I honestly, I fear a little bit that we're gonna start relying too much on technology when it comes to choir, and it won't be the same when we get back. It's definitely true that everybody has adapted differently to the move to virtual learning. To Mr. Nahar, do you think that any of the skills learned during virtual learning will be used after the pandemic is over? What are your plans for the future? If we can't sing in public, should we try to replicate what it is to sing in public? Or should we try to focus on a new skill? Knowing that one day we will go back to sing in public. And what Ms. Kirby and I have decided is, we're not gonna try to replicate what we did on stage. It's a different skill. But the skill of recording and creating your own videos of which they're gonna to have to do for our spring concert, or for, excuse me, for our Pops concert, which is coming up, they're the ones who are creating their own videos because they have solos and duets and small ensembles and, and uh, they're gonna to have to do that. So we had them do an assignment where they have to map out the timeline, come up with a concept, and it is a totally different skill. Is that a skill that is useful in today's media world? <laughs> Ask TikTok users. They have to, let me imagine that. On a Saturday, you have to lay out all your clothes. <laughs> you have to have a concept for everything. You know, you have to, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a skill. Yeah, learning a new skill, especially with the restrictions and pressure of virtual learning, can be difficult and draining. This question is specifically for the students. How difficult has this year been for you guys emotionally? Like, has your attitude towards the choir class changed? Has it become harder, easier, or maybe even less enjoyable? For me, it's it actually has been really difficult because I feel disconnected to the fellow students. Um, and I mean, with all the virtual assignments, it's like, it, rather than in, in person where you show up to class and you sing with everyone and you get to have a small talk during passing period, it's like all of the songs we are doing, it just becomes another assignment and kind of adds to my stress in that way, especially since you don't get the benefit of really talking to your friends. I also find it difficult in that way. 
Um, for me personally, I haven't gotten to go on all the choir like trips and stuff that I wish I could, which is really sad because I'm a senior now. But yeah, I really do miss the in-person like hallway hugs and the five minute breaks where we get to just sit and talk to people and just the choir feeling in general kind of feels like it's been dissipating and it's really sad. I will say though, uh, Mr. Nahar and Ms. Kirby have, have been doing an incredible job of like keeping the class dynamic the same. Uh, like they're just as performative in class as they are in person. And it's just this feeling of like everything, at least on their end, is the same. And that may, helps it feel more like a choir class, even when we're just kind of sitting there watching, like watching them talk to us about stuff. And what they do is they address it they know that this is more difficult. And a lot of teachers just kind of pretend that everything is okay, but Mr. Nahar and Ms. Kirby, are they do check in with us. Like they'll ask us, hey, like right in the chat, how you doing? And they try to do community activities. Like we'll maybe do a breakout room with Scribble or whatever when we have extra time. Moving on from that, I remember The Voice covered the annual Magical Feast, which still had awesomely great success, even when it moved virtually. So what concerts or events do you have planned for next semester, and how do you plan to approach them? So the first concert we have coming up is the Spring Concert, and we're currently working on a lot of pieces for that. In an article titled, How Choirs Can Keep Singing Together During the Lockdown, the author writes, quote, you may have seen videos of singers performing from their own homes stitched into one choral video. These are virtual choirs and they're beautiful and entertaining, but also time consuming and sometimes costly to produce audio or video and software, which the vast majority of choir choral conductors simply don't possess. Now, Mr. Nahar, was there a learning curve for you or did you already know some of these software skills? No, I'd never stitched together. I never opened Adobe Premiere before March of 2020. And now I've been hired by other colleges across the country to do them. Um, so that is the probably the um, that's a it's a remarkable. I feel incredibly proud of that. Again, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I actually want to sing. <laughs> I want to conduct. We were going to go to Spain. We were going to sing in Paris this summer or last summer and we weren't able to do that so i mean that's the trade-off right so we're being heard by more people than we've ever been heard for uh before that's remarkable no two thousand people two thousand different streams were never heard from we would maybe have tops 300 people at a concert you know and now we've got grandparents from across the world and aunts and uncles and it's so I take the good from the bad and try to, you know, we're doing our best. It sounds like despite major shifts and plans like going to Paris, choir has been successful in achieving new goals and are continuing to strive for more success. Moving on to the future for the students specifically, what goals do you guys have? What more do you guys want to achieve during the last semester of virtual learning? Uh, in terms of personal goals, there's actually this competition that both Veronica and I are going to be doing that is voice related. It's uh, called NATS, the National Association of Teachers of Singing. Uh, so that's just one way we're trying to keep music alive by not only singing with choir, but also singing on our own time, singing with our voice teachers. For that, it's just trying to, for me personally, trying to improve on my 
performance anxiety because there's not really much, I guess you could say, exposure therapy currently with that. Definitely, this has been a time to step out of my comfort zone. Uh, I'm generally a quiet person and in the past, doing things like solos or duets has really scared me. And I've always tried, I've always given it my best shot, but it just doesn't feel like something I can do. It doesn't feel like I can be loud enough. So this has opened this new opportunity for me to really put myself out there in a way that's easier for me to step into. So it's easier to do a duet. I'm doing a duet with Gabby for the Pops concert. And it's a lot easier for me to just step up to that and do my best and feel good about it. So I'm really excited for that. And it just gives me a few more opportunities to grow as a musician. Yeah, and for me, um, I've actually been a virtual voice teacher for the past six months with this organization called Quarantunes, which was actually started in Palo Alto by a gun student. But um, I wanna let two Pali choirs and maybe have some seniors mentor some freshmen because I found out like, wow, I actually have learned a lot about teaching just from my teachers like using the same techniques for warm up and learning to sight read. I was able to teach several kids how to do those things. And I think that sharing that kind of knowledge is, is another way to connect with someone as well as reinforce these musical ideas. It's really interesting to hear the goals of the students um, for the upcoming semester. But Mr. Nahar, what specific goals do you have for yourself as a teacher or for your students, taking your setbacks from the first semester into mind for the second semester? For second semester, no. I, I, and it's gonna, I'm not trying to duck the question, but actually now I think my efforts are on the fall. And I think that's not to say, and we've told this to the seniors over and over again, we will do anything to make them feel special. That's, that's a number one goal, to make our seniors feel special. Um, we're limited, but I, I think there's still some ways. But now, I think the other part of me has to see how we get through this. And so I, I think the fall is going to be a good place. Um, and, and getting people to sign up for choir, that's obviously a big thing. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're excited that we, we've announced, although there's a ton of caveats that we are going to be going to Southern California next year slash Disneyland to perform and sing. And um, obviously with all the medical things, all the pandemic things out of the way, March of next year seems like a fairly safe choice. Um, so we really are excited about that. And we're, we've already been talking to middle, eighth graders from JLS and Green about coming into choir. Um, but knowing, you know, the three seniors we have here and, and uh, the seniors we have um, in choir, we want to honor them for the rest of the semester. And however we can do that, we will do it. Okay, I think that's all the questions we have for today. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Voice Asks Pally, featuring choir students Gabby Wilkinson, Eddie Golub, and Veronica Bain, and conductor Michael Nahar. For more podcasts from The Voice, check out our website at www.pallyvoice.com. This has been Emily Yoon, Arohi Wenacharya, and Daniel Garapis-Holland.